Thanks for dressing up for me. I really appreciate it. Hold on a minute. <laughs> All right. What, what, what was that crack? <laughs> I was saying thanks for dressing up for me. I really appreciate it. Are you is, are you taking a crack at me? Is no, 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 no. Listen, this not is like you're it's not like you're wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> that is that is true. No, seriously, like this this is a different. I di I'm trying to remember uh, what you wore the last time I saw you. I think it was a different shirt. Do you, I don't understand this line of questioning. Do it's you a, wear the same shirt every single time? No. Do you think I am Shaggy from uh, Scooby Doo? Like that's what? what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Nice to meet you. How are you doing, Ed? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Uh, I'm playing shorthanded today. Usually, I have a co-host. Yeah, what's uh, that all about? Uh, well, he's he's off uh, on a work retreat. Uh, up north drinking beer. So he's, he's yeah, having a lot retreat. of fun. Isn't that a load of BS? Well, I, I don't I, understand. Don't you retreat when you're losing? You know, you know they I, say it's a work <laughs> retreat. Like, what are you, who's pressing on you? Retreat, retreat. <laughs> it's, it's tough days, Ed. It's tough days. It is tough days. All right. So, uh, so here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Before we get started. Yes. Um, if you could, we're going to do a, a quick intro to introduce officially uh, the show. So tell everybody who you are, just in case they're listening and they can't see you. Um, and then, if you could say the name of our show, which is right here, welcome to the music. So wait, none of this was part of the show? You never know. Greg takes care of all of the editing, so he might include this as a pre-show. <laughs> well, I wasted all that material for nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, I'm Ed the Sock. Uh, I am referred to by people as a Canadian icon. Uh, that and a nickel still won't buy me a coffee. Um, I was, uh, I started in 1987 and in, uh, Toronto's smallest cable station and, uh, then jumped to city TV and much music where I had on city TV, Ed's night party, a late night show that, uh, ran for 14 years and beat the American competition every Friday. And I kind of dominated and changed the game over at much music where I was a VJ and I was the only one who was allowed to say what I really thought. Uh, since then, I have been uh, active on social media, but uh, stayed away from most commercial media because uh, you can't do what I like to do on commercial media anymore. So that's why I'm here on Welcome to the Music, because nobody cares what I say here. Thanks for joining us, Ed. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Are you wearing, is that a Twitter hoodie you're wearing? This this is a Twitter hoodie. Where'd you get that from? From Twitter. But why would they give, Why would first of all, why would they give you one? Why, Secondly, true. why are you advertising for Twitter? True. Uh, you know what? All good points. All good point. point that's what people say when they don't want to answer questions. That's yeah? true. <laughs> 
one in my day job i work in media uh advertising and and number two you know what still to this day is my favorite social media platform really yeah are you buddies with old elon is that what it oh, is is that it I, you have you been talking side? that's what greg would say uh no i i am not buddies with elon but uh i don't it's it's where you know similar to you it, it's it's where i found my voice um and it's it's where i feel the most comfortable so you know so i i, I hang out there you know i'm on facebook i'm on instagram and, and TikTok. but but twitter is is sort of my comfort zone are they paying you for this because if not you're you're doing this for nothing because they're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna get any they're not gonna say hey you know who was real nice to us yeah they won't they won't be saying that they won't be saying that all but, right well but in this cold frigid canadian winter this 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 works just as well well i'm i mean i understand you're you're in you said uh canadian media i understand you probably only have the one hoodie because <laughs> that's true because uh, and of course you probably got it as some kind of swag because yes. we all get that because in canadian media they they don't pay you to do things they say no. hey we'll give you a t-shirt that's like, true hey thanks very much you know the best for me is when they ask me to do something they say it'd be good exposure for you yes <laughs> okay first of all in canada people die of exposure yeah, um, absolutely secondly if you want me to do you a favor i will do you a favor but don't make it like you're doing me a favor, having sure. me like, you know, it's like, dude, everyone knows who I am. No one knows who you are. Why? <laughs> how is this that you're doing me a favor? Now, this isn't what you did. This, I'm not referring to you. No, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll put you on the map. It's like, I, I am the map. You are the map. <laughs> Ed, did you did you watch the Grammys last night? You know what? I didn't. Weren't they just on like Paramount Plus or something like that? You know what? I, I don't even know. And I, I totally forgot it was on until I went on Twitter and saw the chatter. Uh, yeah. I mean, who cares anymore about awards shows? Really? They, I mean, they peaked somewhere around the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And since then, especially with the explosion of so much media out there, so yeah. many alternatives to commercial uh, commercial enterprises. People just don't really care anymore. They care, like they want to find out who won so they can talk about it. But nobody really watches awards shows. You see the numbers for the Academy Awards dropping, the Golden Globes dropping. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Grammys. I hadn't re looked at what the ratings were, but like you, I was like, oh, did that happen? I mean, yeah. I saw some of the pictures. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the I don't know what Shania Twain was rocking there uh with that blonde wig um she's I, I redone her hair apparently um what is she trying to keep the gray out i, I don't, don't understand I, I what don't the know. issue is I and don't then know. Yeah. uh one of my favorite artists uh lizzo did okay. well yes i mean she, but the thing is she she was in that that uh, all silver dress yeah um and i was concerned that the u.s military might think that she was a oh, chinese oh. spy balloon okay <laughs> Well, hope, hopefully she's she's doing well today. Are you kidding? After that speech and after those wins, she's doing very well she's today. Doing, so she did well. She did well in the Grammys. I, 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 I was going to ask you for an update. I, did, I didn't Wait, know. This is welcome to the music and you have no idea who won <laughs> what at the Grammys? It's a Canadian show. I know some oh, okay. Oh, so you bother to pay attention to who wins Junos? J come on. I've, I I know more about what's happening with the Junos than I do with what's going on with the Grammys. That's interesting because uh, you're probably the only person in Canada who gives a rat's ass about the Junos. 
You're not a fan of the Junos? I, no one cares about the Junos. What does that? Who has ever won a Juno and got on to, to fame and fortune? The, the Juno is like mm. it, it's, it's a paperweight. Nobody gives a damn. <laughs> like that in the Canadian Screen Award. You know, it used to be yes. they called them the Gemini Awards. The Gemini's, yes. Gemini's. Okay, that's at least an interesting name, the Gemini's. Then they go to the Canadian Screen Awards. That's like a no-name award. You know, like it should be <laughs> given away. It should be yellow with black letters. The Canadian Screen. Good old Canada. Instead, if you take a name that had a little <laughs> bit of imagination and sizzle, and you replace it with something that seems like a placeholder. I hear you. That's that's very. I wanted to ask you, you know, speaking about winners of Junos. Yeah. Um, Greg, my co-host, and I always have this, you know, back and forth about whether or not, you know, he doesn't like Nickelback. I think they're. I think they're a very good band. I think they're a very successful band. Uh, I wanted your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Nickelback? Well, here's the thing. Um, I mean, there's a video of me with Nickelback uh, on uh, YouTube that somebody grabbed from an old MMVA. Um, so I got along well with the guys. Yeah, I thought they were they were really down to earth, uh, fun, self-deprecating. Um, they've sold a lot of albums, as you said. That doesn't mean they're any good because, okay. um, <laughs> you know, a lot of garbage sells a lot of albums. Uh, but uh, I don't think Nickelback deserves the bad reputation that it's had yeah this, uh, uh on second thought though on the other hand um you could you could give me nickelback's reputation and their money and i would be fine because the best award be the yeah. best award is making money because people can claim that oh, no, i hate nickelback i hate nickelback yeah who bought the freaking albums because someone did someone and made did. the money on now on the third hand i uh, i'm starting up a new podcast uh the late great ed the sock um, yeah. and I've been contacting people that I was, you know, friends with or friendly with, uh, back in the day. Yeah. And I contacted Nickelback, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, never even got back to me. I spoke to uh, a contact there, yeah. who, you know, who I know, who said, I'm going to give this right to, to Chad. Chad, you son of a bitch, never got back to me. I understand they're doing, they're busy. How are you too busy for Ed to suck? I haven't bothered you or asked you for anything in years. I ask you for this and you don't respond to me like this is more about them than it is about me. They've obviously <laughs> forgotten their origins. And and uh, so I don't wish them well. Oh, no, that's that's not a good that's not a good turn. No, the, a... screw them. <laughs> are, are there are, are you fans of any current Canadian artists or bands? You know, I'm not really up on current Canadian bands and artists. Uh, Tate Tate McLean, you know that name? I don't. Tell me, tell me about Tate. How is this? Welcome to the music. <laughs> you know nothing about music. <laughs> well, tell me about Tate. What is it? Let's what, learn together. You might as well do "Welcome to Astronomy" for all you know <laughs> about these topics. She's a she's a Canadian performer who who's okay. done quite well, all right. and uh, her music is pretty good. Okay. Um, I hate Drake. I do not understand the phenomenon that is Drake. Yeah. Um, uh, his his videos. It's like, dude, we get it. You got a lot of money. Do you yeah. really need to in this <laughs> environment with people trying to put food on the on the table? You really need to to to, to you know wave your dick in everyone's face. Oh, look at all the money I got. Look, like those videos are from the nineties. Like we did that. 
those hip hop videos. Yeah, that was yeah. the '90s, and the 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 slow motion shot of the smoke coming out of your mouth and the showing off all the wealth. That's over, man. That's dated. Not to mention that his songs are all. He sounds like he just woke up. Um, so I'm not a I am not a fan of Drake's music. Um, and I because I and, and his videos I don't I don't like. The look how wealthy I am, crap! But it, it, it's over. He has well, you know, similar to Nickelback, he's he sold a gazillion albums, you know, a gazillion streams on Spotify and stuff. So, you know, they're, that's they're... because everybody follows the leader. No one wants to be the one who says, you know what? I the emperor's, you know, it's the emperor's uh, clothes. I don't yeah. know if you remember that story. The emperor's yeah. new clothes. You remember that story? Do you I know do. that at least? I know that. I know that. <laughs> yeah, do you want you need to go on Google? No, uh, no. No Google. So the Emperor's New Clothes, for those who don't know, <laughs> yeah. is an old fairy tale about an emperor who kind of went crazy. Um, and he said he was wearing new clothes and he and he was really proud of them and he wanted to parade through the, the town square wearing his new clothes. The thing is, he was naked. He didn't have any clothes on, but yeah. everyone's saying, oh, look at how beautiful your clothes are. Look, you look resplendent in, the, I love that word resplendent. You look resplendent in your clothes because no one wanted to say to the king, hey, you're not, you're naked. And so he walks through the town and everyone's gushing about how good his clothes are. And one little kid says, but he's naked. Yeah. And no one wants to be the one that says, but he's naked. So if they're, if you're told that someone like Drake is popular, if you say that you don't like them, you're not all of a sudden you don't understand music. You got crappy taste in music. Hmm. Um, so it, nobody wants to be the one that says, um, have you listened to this shit? Um, so <laughs> they uh, people go with the flow. People want to be part of the in crowd. And it's just like people who look at art in an art gallery. Uh, they walk, oh, isn't this, look what it represents, blah, blah, blah. Meantime, it just looks like somebody crapped paint onto a canvas. But nobody, if this thing has been uh, regarded popularly as being great art, no one wants to be seen as the person with such poor taste that they can't recognize something great. And so people jump on the bandwagon and Drake's got himself a uh, a home on the bridal path and a custom rolls. And uh, have you ever seen that video of his custom his custom rolls? I've seen the house video and I haven't seen the car video. Yeah, I did a video. It is hideous. It was custom made for him. The insides. Okay. It it's like money doesn't bring you taste. The inside <laughs> of the car is yeah. tacky AF. So uh, you check out that video. I'm like, really, dude, you're showing this. This is really, really tacky. It's like you know those um. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're, are you in the Toronto area? Yeah, yeah. You know those uh, furniture stores out on Kennedy Road? That's um, right. Where some of them, the, the furniture is just hideous. Yeah. Like it's all red velour sheets and stuff like that. And you're like, who would buy that crap? That is what the inside of uh, of Drake's uh, custom car looks like. That's crazy. I got I to gotta, I gotta look up that uh, that video. Of, uh, You've got a lot of research to do. Apparently. I have. I I do. I do. I do. I'm I'm taking notes. I will go back and uh, and and re-listen to this and check out some of these artists uh, that uh, that you've introduced me to. Um, I wanted to ask you about your start. Uh, right in uh, in media, um, 1984. Is that correct? Is that is that your your first? No. Uh, to, oh, okay. 1987. 87. Yeah, you were close. I was close. 
yeah, I appreciate that you may have done some half-assed research and, and reached into the 80s to, to grab that. But yeah, no, 1987 was the first time I was on I was on TV. And strangely, today is a coincidence. I drove by the old building that was the TV station and where, so where I started. And it, it wasn't City TV. You were somewhere else before that, I believe, correct? That's right. I started on a cable TV uh, channel in Toronto yeah. called Newton Cable. It yeah. was owned by the Newton family. And uh, I uh, started. I started there. Um, it is now a TV, a South Korean TV station. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's still TV. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I started there, and uh, I was you know just having fun. And uh, eventually, we realized there's a lot of people watching this. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, uh, you didn't have social media, so people would record the show on VHS and pass it around to other people. That was that was viral a viral hit back then. People yeah. passed around physical videotapes, um, wow. and then I was on uh, all the cable channels across the country Fridays at eleven thirty, and uh, then CBC and City TV both came calling. Um, but I knew on CBC they'd make they they would not let me be me, and I'd be gone in six episodes. Your so, cigar would have been gone. Oh, everything would have been any any charm or originality would have been gone. Mm. They would have put me in some kind of parka, um, <laughs> maybe changed me so I was I was like made out of soapstone or something. Um, they would have, you know, it's uh, no, uh, especially CBC back then. Yeah, uh, they've gotten a little more hip, but back then it, it wouldn't have worked. So I went to City TV, and uh, they said, "Oh, we want you on Much Music at the same time." And at the time, I was skeptical. I was like, "Do I really want to go on Much Music?" I want to just do my late night show, Ed's Night Party. Do I really want to go on Much Music? And I was like, all right, that's what they want. And it turned out that uh, Much Music is where more people saw me than the late night show because Much Music, I was on, you know, during the day and during the evening. Like they ran at different times. Yeah. So I, I got uh, more exposure there and probably, not probably, for sure, had more fun doing the Much Music stuff. And I was there. From uh, 1994, basically, the end of 94, uh, until the end of 2008. Wow, that's a long run. Yeah, I think I was probably the longest running VJ, though I never got a goodbye party because I left on bad terms. Oops. Um, I, hated, right. I hated the management. All right. They were, uh, the management changed. Yeah, this was after, was it After Bell Denise Donlin left. Okay. Yeah, after Denise Donlan left. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was the one who really transformed much music into the much music people remember today. Yeah. Um, and uh, new management were, were liars. Um, mm. You know the liars who lie to your face and they know that you know they're lying yeah. and they have a little smile on their face because we both know they're lying, but you can't do anything about it because they're going to keep lying. And, and you, anyway, they, uh, so... They told me, the, the program director told me, our viewers are stupid and just want shit, so we're just going to give them shit. Huh. Um, and they did. Um, and then uh, at the same time, there was this edict where they decided that much music viewers were idiots who couldn't remember anything that happened more than three months ago. So don't reference anything that happened more than three months ago. Wow. Now, at the time, I had started a new series of specials called Smartass, the Ed the Sock Report. And uh, the second one we did, which had just come out, was about uh, uh, hip hop. 
and and we took the origins of hip hop back to griots back in in Africa. We went back a couple of hundred years and traced black music and the traditions of black and and uh, talking about black experience in music. We traced that all the way up to the modern times, um, where we determined because it was called "What's the matter?" or "What's wrong with hip hop?" Because hmm. at the time it was getting criticized for its depiction of women yeah. and, uh, and, and uh, drug use and stuff. And what we determined was there was nothing wrong with hip hop. They were only doing the same things that the white hair metal bands had done in the 80s. The difference was right. it was being done by black people. So mm. that made it scary. Um, so we, but anyway, it was a historical thing. And we were, you know, we were told don't, Say anything that happened more than three months ago. I said, all right, but we just did this Ed the Sock report about hip hop. We went back a couple hundred years and traced history, and it's the highest rated thing you've had in months. <clears throat> and your the reruns are higher rated than anything you've had in months. And they said, yeah, people aren't interested in what happened in the past. Huh. I said, um, are you listening to me? It was about the past, and we got the highest numbers you've had in months. Yeah, no one's interested in what happened in the past. It's like, what, what, do you hear what I'm saying? Have you <laughs> looked at the numbers? It was just like a cult. They just kept repeating the same crap. So they wanted me to dumb my stuff down. And, and, that's, when, I, and that's when you left. I said, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I knew our audience on Much Music was a lot smarter than they were saying, than the management was saying, because I was in touch. I would talk to the people out on the street when we opened the window. I would. Uh, I had a lot of emails. I would. I would return emails and back and forth. I knew that the average much music viewer was a, a very smart. At least the people that that I interacted with were very smart people. So I'm not going to start dumbing my stuff down. And then they wanted me to do fromage every month because it was such a monster hit for them. Yeah. I was like, do, do you do awards shows every month? Does that make them the least bit special? And I said that uh, you know. Uh, then we're also. We're going to have to uh, start putting videos in that don't really deserve it just to fill out the time. And I said, I don't, I won't, I won't do that. Yeah. And so they, uh, when I left, they, they come up with a show called Video on Trial, which That's is right. basically a spinoff of, of Fromage. Here's the thing about Video on Trial. Most people don't know. I created it. Oh, wow. I pitched it to them as something called Video Court. Um, and uh, they said no, they weren't interested in it. And then when I left, they took my idea and made a show uh, to fill the space that Fromage had. Um, this is show. the kind of bandits we were dealing with there, like kind of pirates. Um, and uh, then I and my late night show, um, you know, Chum was purchased. Yeah, uh, Chum, which owns City and Much Music, was purchased and split up. So uh, CTV owned Much Music. Rogers owned my late, well, didn't own my late night show. I owned it, but that was where uh, they owned City TV. So yeah. that's where my show went. But Rogers is a very safe company. They, they sand the edges ah, off everything. Yes, I hear and so we did one year with them because there was a contract to do another year, but we knew we weren't coming back. Sure. They wanted to change the channel into something uh, that didn't have any real edges they wanted to rebrand it. I mean, then they have rebranded it. It's now a channel that nobody gives a damn about. It used to be a channel that was vital to at mm. least Toronto and the cities, the other cities that had city TVs because it reflected the people. It had that energy yeah. of, uh, of being authentic and, you know, on the street. And they've changed it into like 
just this really pathetic it's just another channel, channel. yeah that well that runs the chat the, the tv shows the american shows that the other networks didn't want yeah. if there's a show that's <laughs> on if there's an american show on rogers it's because ctv and chorus said they didn't want it um that's how they wind up on rogers and rogers produces some of their own series which are crap on a stick without the stick um <laughs> And CTV, what happened? Now, CTV then owned Much Music and the Comedy Network. So why wasn't I on either of those? Yeah. Because I pissed off uh -oh. the person who was running CTV at the time by making fun of a show they had called The Mike Bullard Show. Do you remember that idiot show? I remember. I remember that show. I actually thought that was a pretty decent show. for What Canadian the hell's show? a man? What do you got? Taste up your ass? That show was horrendous. <laughs> he was terrible. He was like the worst guy for television. He always he was always blinking like somebody was throwing sand in his eyes. He's um, got that. Yeah, he's got that tick. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. and yeah. he wasn't that funny. And the show was lame. And CTV kept saying that it had X number of of uh, uh, like viewers. But what they would do is they would run it on CTV. Then they would run it on the Comedy Network two or three times. They would take that number. They would add up those numbers and mm. claim that was the rating. That wasn't the rating. That was a cumed rating. So it, they were cooking the books. And, and Bullard and I have, a, we go way back hating. I hate Bullard. So you're, I not, hate you're, not, you're not friends. You and Mike are not friends. No. And you know, um, he's running into some trouble recently, but yeah, he was uh, uh, convicted, I believe, of stalking a woman, uh, a woman who was a colleague of mine at City TV News. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, he's gotten in some trouble and people aren't interested in him because they never should have been. But the person who was in charge, uh, who created his show, yeah. was somebody who had been a partner of mine on the early Ed's Night Party shows on City. Okay. And was good friends with the guy who was the chief at CTV at the time. And so the two of them had a grudge against me. Uh -oh, that's and so uh, when CTV took over, uh, they sent a letter saying there is no place on any CTV channel for Ed the Sock, even though at the time, you know, if I if my ratings were low, all right, but I was that was like the height of my ratings, like I was I was still huge across the country, and uh, the most popular thing on Much Music, even though I was gone, they were still running my my shows that I'd done and getting huge numbers. Sure, um, and uh, but but you know. Uh, it's Canada, and so TV isn't a business. It's monkey business. Hmm. And so if somebody's pissed... In the States, people are pissed off at each other all the time, but they work together because they recognize we can make money here. Ratings is money, right? Yeah, we can make money here. What we yeah. think of each other doesn't matter. But in the States, making television is a business. In Canada, it's the cost of doing business. They have to produce television in Canada in order to carry the American shows to get them the most of their ratings. Yeah. So it's like a tax. It's like, you know, you said to your mom, can I go to the movies with Jimmy? They're like, you can go, but you got to take your little brother. So like there's <laughs> you get something you want, but you got to have something you don't want going along with it. I hear you. So in Canada, they don't like if they make money on a show. Great. They're happy. But if they don't, it doesn't matter next year. They've got to spend the same amount of money based on, you know, uh, a formula that, of, of how much they bring in and how much they have to then put into Canadian content. Yeah. So somebody having some kind of petty revenge. Um, yeah, that happens in Canada. Doesn't happen in the U.S. People hate each other's guts 
they that's worked crazy. together because they recognized, put it aside, it's a business. That's crazy. Listen, you talked about Mike Bullard. I want to ask you about another late night talk show host uh, that it breaks my heart to, to, to have found out that. Uh, um, oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, that you're not buddies. Conan O'Brien. Nope. Um, here's the story of Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, when he was just starting out, I was still on cable 10 and I uh, was getting popular. I sent uh, VHS tapes of my shows to their talent booker. A woman named, I believe it was Paula Davis was her name. Okay. And rumor was she was dating Conan at the time. But I don't know if that rumor is true. Anyway, I uh, sent her the stuff and we talked on the telephone about having me come on as a character on the show. Yeah. And the conversations were going well. And then all of a sudden she said, you know, we're going in another direction. We're not interested. We're going in another direction. Yeah. A short time after that, Triumph the Insult comic dog created by their head writer appears on the show. A, a puppet who uh, is caustic and insulting and with a cigar and a memorable voice, um, all of a sudden appears after I was talking to them about having me on. And if you work, ever worked in a TV, a TV show, yeah. the talent bookers and the writers work very closely together. So the chance that he didn't know that uh, they were talking to me, there's a slight possibility. It just magic eight ball says it's, it's very hard to believe. Um, and so, uh, out comes this, this dog. Now the dog puppet hasn't evolved any over the years, still doing the same shtick. He did me. I started out doing basically vaudeville shtick, um, and evolved into, you know, a, a social and pop culture critic and stuff like that. Um, I evolved in a different direction. He's still doing what he did. Uh, but that stopped me from getting a show in the U S cause I was at uh, comedy central yeah. And we were developing something. And then she left the room. So she's called out of the room. She comes back in and says, I'm sorry. I didn't know. We've already signed a deal with the dog puppet. And we hmm. can't do two shows uh, that, are, that are similar. Yeah. Um, his show lasted six episodes. Nobody hmm. was injured. Um, but he's got a lot of the guy who does that. Uh, Robert uh, Smigel has yeah. a lot of very powerful friends in show business. Sure. So the, to, to sue him would have been it's very too expensive. Like I, I was making some money as a Canadian performer, but not enough to afford a cross-border copyright uh, uh, lawsuit. Also, I knew that if it was, it would be an interesting story for some place, you know, Entertainment Weekly or something to pick up on because it's absurd. Um, but Americans always back the hometown guy. So they would have sure. been crapping all over me um, and it wouldn't have helped me any. So I just didn't, and I continued to grow here in Canada. I was on in the States eventually on a channel called G4, um, which okay. was popular for a while, and then yeah. they shut it down for some reason. So my show was on G4, um, my late-night show. And um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I basically went into retirement for a while. I, I'd been doing uh, Ed's Night Party uh, for 16 years. Wow. I'd uh, been on much for 14 years with no breaks. And I thought, oh, I'll take a break. Everyone knows my name. I'm a bankable brand in this country. I think so. At the time, not realizing they don't care that I'm a bankable brand because it's not a real business in this country. <laughs> and so uh, uh, I stayed away. I started. I did a, uh, a couple of shows on a local channel, Channel 11, out of Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. call themselves Canada's Superstation. 
uh, I guess because you can call yourself anything you Whatever want. Whatever you want. Yeah, because they're no they're running reruns of 1950s black and white sitcoms these was days. Was that show okay? with Frank D'Angelo that you were doing? I I, I was a co-host on okay. Frank's show. Okay. Um, mostly because I could have fun at Frank's expense, and he paid me to do it. I was like, "What? Well, I'm going to go there." Spend an afternoon making fun of you. You're not even realizing that I'm making fun of you. Like I, I, my insults were right over his head. Everyone else is laughing. He didn't get it. <laughs> and uh, and I walked out with some cash. And I was like, "What the hell? Why not?" Why not? Uh, so I did that for a little while. And actually, the C, the CHGH shows I won a Canadian Comedy Award for. There you go. Um, uh, which you know, talk about a paperweight. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, then I, I sort of went away for a bit and uh, came back uh, with Twitter and social media. Yeah. Uh, built up good audience there at, uh, on Twitter. I did some videos. I did one video down at Queen's Park in Ontario uh, interviewing people at a COVID protest okay. um, who had booths set up and banners. So I went down and interviewed them. I was wearing a mask and a face shield. And I went down and interviewed them. And... Wait, they did were, you did you have the cigar still? Yeah, the cigar stuck through the face shield okay. and the mask. Okay, all right, all right. You got to be consistent. Um, true. And so uh, you can still find that on YouTube, uh, where right. I interviewed them, and they revealed themselves to be complete lunatics. They didn't <laughs> need much from me, um, so that did pretty well. Um, and uh, it was building up on on Twitter, and uh, got a uh, company to represent me to sell me as a branded a brand ambassador. Uh, to sell things on Twitter, and then Elon Musk takes, takes over Twitter and Oops. shits the bed, and all the advertisers left Twitter. No one wants to advertise on Twitter, so now I'm uh, I'm pushing more on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Okay, but the thing about Twitter that's easy is you just got to write words. Yeah, with uh, Instagram you got to make pictures, and Fancy with pictures. Uh, TikTok you got to make videos. Yeah. so it's more work. You know, it's not okay. It's not digging ditches, but you know, it, yeah. and it can be fun. I was in Halifax this past weekend okay. for a music event called Big Shiny Tunes. You remember that uh, compilation? I yes, and, yes. Yeah, it was Canada's most successful music compilation. Um, see, you know, CDs for a number of years. Yeah. And they, what they did was these organizers made a two-night event where local singers and bands would play a song that was their favorite off of a Big Shiny Tune CD. That's amazing. Um, and the audience was huge. Like the people loved it. Yeah. Um, the, you know, it was millennials and Gen X, the people who, who miss uh, much music, who experienced much music. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. I'm kind of a humble guy. People call me a Canadian icon. I don't care because it doesn't mean anything. Um, but they, uh, the, the people there, they treated me like, like with such reverence. All right. Like, like I would start talking to somebody and everyone would go quiet. Everyone's just listening to everything I said. People were coming up to me saying, like, they were like three feet, four feet away. They go, I, I can't come any closer. I'm too nervous. Um, <laughs> and they would come up and tell me how much I meant to their lives. That, you know, because I was outspoken and was, was unapologetic for being who I was, there was a trans person who told me that that helped them get wow. through some tough times. There was a non-binary person who told me that that helped them get through tough times. More than a few gay people have told me that it helped them be confident in who they were because I was like unapologetic about just be who you are to hell with people. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of musicians saying that uh, they got into music because they watched me. Um, a lot of them saying their parents told them not to watch me. Um, <laughs> 
but you know to realize that you have that effect on people it's uh you know it's it's very humbling that's amazing that and now cool. here i am being interviewed by you who doesn't know anything about music there you go just just a little humble guy in scarborough listen talk talking about this this um this uh, festival that you went to uh big shiny tunes is this in any way this appearance related to uh new music nation um not really okay. um what he's talking about there newmusicnation.ca is a channel i started up to be uh like uh, in the spirit of old much music yeah and uh, the idea was we we're gonna have new vjs from across the country who i recruited and we were gonna play the videos of unsigned artists from okay. across canada um because back when i was on much music i used to say you really need to, you've got the opportunity here to launch careers you can bring on unsigned artists who are good and give them that platform just let them run one video just do one interview yeah something that'll help and they were like they refused he said, no, we only will uh, will feature people who've been signed by a major record label. And there are, their excuse was, if we open the door that way, how do you say yes to some and no to others? Yeah. And I said, by saying yes to some and no to others. It's <laughs> called decision making. You do it as an adult. Um, but they were in the pocket of the record companies. Uh, and so when I wanted to start this channel up, I was like, you know, especially during COVID, uh, a lot of artists who spend, you know, they get most of their, their money and stuff and their exposure doing live shows and live shows were shut down. So I was like, let's, let's do what I wanted to do on much music. Let's create a platform where these unsigned artists who are amazing talents, quite frankly, in all genres, let's start up with it and give them the chance to have a platform where more than 30 people, friends and family will see their videos. Now I expected when I put out the, uh, the, Hey, uh, you know, send us your, your videos. I was expecting, honestly, 90% crap. In fact, oh, wow. it's 98% really good stuff. The videos are clever and well-made. The yeah. music is great. Um, you know, there's even music and genres I'm not big fans of. I I'm fans of, the, you know, their music. I like, this is, this is good quality. Yeah. And these people are pumping this stuff out. They're getting no response, no exposure. And it's a crime, really. So uh, I started that uh, newmusicnation.ca. Then COVID got in the way. Okay. Um, I was supposed to be getting help from people. People said they were going to help. People said that they were, the VJ said they were going to shoot their stuff. And they didn't. Um, you know, they liked the idea, but they didn't, you know, they, they, and every time I said, okay, we're done, they said, give me one more chance. And I'm a sucker. So, all right, one more chance. And they still didn't deliver. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm renaming it uh, New Music Now. Because okay. um, that tells people right away, what is new music now? New Music Nation doesn't really tell you what's there, yeah. but new music now does. And we're going to get a channel on Roku. Are you familiar with Roku? Yes. Yeah, okay. Really, that surprises me. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, we're getting a channel on Roku for new music now. Okay. It should be up next week. And that's in wow. some 65 million homes. So, um, and, and it'll be basically focus i will be the main vj yeah. um uh people who have delivered in the past uh like john from the punk show and liana k who does nerd music nation because she's a music nerd and she breaks down uh the music uh but you know oh, influences oh, wow. come from here you can hear influences from there okay. um so uh they're going to be part of it but i'm going to be the main anchor because let's face it most people were interested in me i wanted to give other people a chance to be vjs 
I actually, in launching uh, New Music Nation, we did a crowdfunder. And okay. uh, one of the categories was uh, be a VJ for a day. And the idea was, I will give you access to our music library. I will give you a list uh, of instructions of how to go about doing it. But you've got your, your phone there. You shoot your throws to the videos. It, like, it's your vision. It's your art. Yeah. I'm not showing up all across Canada to direct you. And people were like, that's too hard. Hmm. I've got a few people that are sending in stuff, but most of them, that's too hard. It's like, yeah. really? You probably do videos on TikTok and Instagram all the time, but they're just intimidated. They're like, I thought you'd be doing more. You'd be doing it with me. It's like, no, you're doing this yourself. You're the VJ for the day, not me. So uh, if you're watching and you wanted to and you wanted to be VJ for a day, there are still some people who I send emails via the 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 pl crowd uh, funding platform. Yeah, and they don't respond. And then I get emails later saying, I never got my shirt. I was like, I asked you for your address. You never answered. I, I know I never got to be VJ for a day. I sent five emails asking you to, to you know, here's the lists, uh, you know, get in touch. And they didn't. And so they go online and they complain. I never oh. got my stuff. It's like, yeah, I tried to get in touch. What am I supposed to do? Uh, fly around in a helicopter and go from place to place trying to find where you live? So that you can fulfill this thing, it's like if you're not willing to like answer emails and send me your damn address, don't hmm. freaking blame me. I hear you. I hear you. So new music now. New music now on Roku, on Roku and on newmusicnow.ca. Newmusicnow.ca. That's fine. I'm looking forward to this. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, out when I was out in the East Coast, the quality of the musicians I saw there. Yeah. It, it, it's. I mean, the East Coast in Canada has a really great, vibrant music scene okay. um i say it not only rivals toronto and sure. montreal it at least it at least equals it if not surpasses it in That's my amazing. opinion because they're That's very tight-knit and uh they're they're so talented um so i'm going to be using uh, a lot of people from the east coast because they need the but i i want people from the west coast i want people from from quebec you know ontario every province i want talent i'm not going to show favoritism we will take stuff from other parts of the world when we go on roku sure. but my main drive is i want to give canadian talented canadian uh musical acts uh the chance to show their stuff to other people to that's get exposed awesome. and that's, that's the important thing for me for sure um is it going to be just videos or can we expect uh interviews what sort of content will will be on that show there will be uh there will be interviews um the thing is, the interviews may not be part of the video flow. They may okay. be their own independent thing. We'll yeah. do some uh, specials focusing on artists who have a number of videos, and we'll inter you know do video or interviews in between there. Yeah. Um, the um, and then also there will be a an audio podcast okay. called New Music Now, which I'll be hosting and I'll be bringing on. The first uh, episode um, will be uh, co-hosted by Tarzan Dan. Remember Tarzan Dan? Tarzan from, Dan, CFA yeah, days. Yeah, YTV's uh, hit list. Um, okay. he, he's been out in Calgary on Q107 in Calgary for a number of years. He, he just, uh, he, he, the channel there uh, changed. It went from being Q107 Rock yeah. to being uh, a channel that rebroadcasts their AM news channel. What? Yeah, so they completely changed the format. So Dan, okay. there's a, people are bidding for his services now because he's an amazing, uh, yes. legendary 
uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 DJ. Um, so he'll be on with me for the first one, and we'll be doing interviews there, All and right. that podcast will go up. And you know, the thing I hate about YouTube is that they show the you know the view counter. Yeah. The problem is people. If you if you put up a video and people don't know necessarily that it's there, you're not going to get a high view count. And when you don't get a high view count, people go by and they look at the thing. They go, oh, it didn't get a lot of views. Must not be any good. And yeah. they don't look at it. Yeah. So it's a it's a disincentive. for like I think they should just get rid of the view counter. Let people decide if they want to watch it or not. Because people looking at something that doesn't have a lot of views, they think it must suck. Yeah. Um, when in fact it doesn't. And that's the case for a lot of these artists. With their videos, true. Was, oh, they've had thirty-three views. Must not be very good. It That's doesn't true. make sense to say that it must not be very good, because if it wasn't good, you'd still have people who who found the video, watched it, and said it wasn't good. What you have is people people just haven't found the video, because there's so much crap out there to choose from. So um, that drives me crazy a bit. It's That's you know, a, it's a disincentive because people yeah. want to follow the popular stuff. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the podcast. Really looking forward to the Roku show. Um, that that is awesome. Listen, Ed, it is seven twenty one. All right. Uh, I promised Steve. I don't know if he's there, but I promised Steve I'd give him some time. I got about ten minutes left. Do you think you could find him around there? Why don't you just finish up with me and talk to him another time? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, he's we'll not. Be... He's nowhere near as interesting as I am. He's... I will warn you about that. <laughs> That's. I just didn't want him calling me and getting angry at me. For oh, no, uh, he, he's he kind of plays it quiet in the background anyway. Does he? Well, listen. Yeah. You've. I, I. I must ask you uh, about different musical artists. I got some books here written by musicians. Uh, uh, so I want to ask your thoughts on some of them. So let's let's quickly do that. Uh, All right. Randy Bachman. All right. Guess who and BTO. Uh, recently got let go by uh, CBC. Uh, I think he's now on Chorus. Um, your thoughts on the legendary Randy Bachman? Well, you said it. He's legendary. Yeah. I mean, between uh, uh, you know both bands, he contributed a lot to uh, music. And the thing is, he was he got credibility as a Canadian artist and American Airplay back when no Canadians did. All right, so that's, and he stayed I mean, here. He didn't go down to the states. And he, he, he stayed, stayed here. here. I yeah. don't understand the foolishness. Uh, yeah. He did the same stupid thing I did and yeah. stayed here yeah. um, when the real money's in the states. Because you know, a guy like Randy Bachman in the states, they'd ne the radio stations would be fighting for him. Oh, they were sure. letting him go. Um, Absolutely. You know, and uh, uh, a, a great talent, yeah. um, a, 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 a somebody we can be really proud of uh, I think so. as, as a Canadian. Absolutely. This guy is divisive. I Bono. hate that dick. You okay? <laughs> Tell me. I hate Bono. Tell Bono me. Bono is full of crap. We did, uh, this is part of the, the friction with much music that caused me to leave. We did a show, the first smartass was called Promosexuals. It was about artists who will use any uh, cause or their personal life to promote their music. And what we found with Bono was his big push for uh, funding for poverty coincided with him releasing an album or a branded iPod. So it was, co it was coordinated with him having something to promote commercially. Hmm. And he was telling people, you know, telling the governments, use tax dollars to fund these other countries 
which is all noble and stuff. But then he, um, let, when, when the tax breaks uh, left Ireland, he moved the, the, his business out of the, out of the country because he didn't want to pay taxes. So mm-hmm. yeah, our taxes, it's okay for you to say our taxes should go to, yeah. to you know, different causes, but you don't want to pay any freaking taxes. He's just so full of crap. I can't stand him. Oh my God. All right. There you go. Never, you're, you're never without an opinion. That is, that is great, Ed. Um, this is a book on Metallica. Your thoughts on Metallica? You a fan of them? I am a fan of Metallica. I mean, how do you not? I mean, they're, they're, they're groundbreaking. They're, yeah. they're just, they're, they're in the laugh act. They've lasted so freaking long. Yeah. Uh, that tells you, it doesn't matter what I say. Cause what they've, st- what they've done stands as its own tribute. Absolutely. This is not a musician, but uh, in a way, uh, a character in Canadian music, Massey Hall. Massey Hall. Uh, you know, I'm glad they renovated Massey Hall because it was probably a fire trap. Um, but uh, and they've upgraded it, and it looks amazing. And yeah. it is a it, it has long been a home for music in this country. That you know, if you can't get you can't fill an arena like uh, the 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 center where the Raptors play or whatever. I don't know what it's called anymore. Um, if you can't uh, fill an arena you can at least get, you know, Massey Hall. And also some artists who just want to have more personal yeah. uh, uh, concerts would play Massey Hall. So that's a very important venue in this uh, in this country for Canadian music. It has been, Absolutely. and it still is. Absolutely. Why are you getting me to say all these positive? Oh, good. I, I shit you. on Bono? I shit on Bono. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's okay. You shit on Bono, so that's good. You're getting me to that. You know, most people, like they're like, here, rag on me, rip on me. <laughs> I'm like, now you're getting me to say things about people I like. Um. I don't know if you ever had a chance to to meet, but this is a book written by Tom Steven, um, and he was the drummer with the Jeff Healy band. Uh, never, did you ever never get met. to meet Jeff? Never met Jeff. No, I mean I met lots of people yeah. in in music. Never met Jeff. There's it's weird the number of the people I did meet and the people I didn't meet. That's crazy. Like you know, I I, I sang with Beyonce. You're um, kidding me? Yeah, I sang with Beyonce. Uh, she was with Destiny's Child, and okay. me, and Beyonce, and Destiny's Child saying "Say My Name" together. Um, it was <laughs> magical. Um, I uh, interviewed and sang with Willie Nelson, um, uh, Coldplay, uh, Christina Aguilera, um, uh, Rihanna. I did one of Rihanna's first interviews. Wow! Um, we were doing it side stage at a concert, okay. which is a terrible place to do an interview. We couldn't hear each other. Oh my goodness. So we're both trying to figure out what the other's saying. And I could possibly read her lips. She was having trouble reading mine. Um, and so it was the most <laughs> awkward, awful interview. But she was lovely, lovely person. Uh, Avril Lavigne, I did her first interview All right. uh, ever. Um, and, you know, with Christina Aguilera, I interviewed her because nobody wanted to interview her. Because at that time, she was just a girl from the Mickey Mouse Club who was on the Mulan soundtrack. And everyone wanted to interview all the big names. Yeah. I was always like, I'll take the, I'll take the smaller names. You're like, I got no problem with that because I want them to get attention too. And some of those smaller names wound up blowing up. That's crazy. That's awesome. Um, we're, cl- we're nearing the end of our time. You've had many co-hosts. This uh, is true. Ed, you've had, uh, uh, you've had Red, or you still have Red. She's still a, a co-host yeah, with you. Yeah, she's still a part of uh, New, Music, uh, New Music Now. Uh, we're talking Frank- about the late night show that I had the co-hosts. Yeah, yeah Frank D'Angelo. No, no, he was never a co-host of mine. <laughs> I was on, I was on his show. He was on his show. But I, I was I, on his show as as some reason to watch his show. There but you that, go. I, that's not my show. 
Fair, fair enough. And you know, uh, what now was was Humble Howard a co-host? Oh yeah, you? yeah. Humble was a co-host. Our oh. first uh, two seasons on City TV. Okay. Humble Howard, legendary radio DJ. You can still find him at humbleandfred.com. Yeah. They do a podcast Monday to Friday. I think it's still Monday to Friday. I and think so, yeah. uh, they're another they're another pair that in an American audience, people with their fame and talent yeah. would constantly be uh chased after. But in Canada, they're like, Yeah, you know what? Uh we're we're gonna go for people who don't have any leverage over because they don't like people who are popular in Canada. Because yeah. you if you have an audience, you have some leverage. You have leverage. They yeah. wanna have all the power. Yeah. Um, so check them out. So Humble Howard, Craig Campbell is a comedian. Who lives yes. in Scotland now? Oh, uh, wow. he was uh, he was a co-host for a number of years. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. And Stan Glass was the first guy way back when I was on cable. I posted on face on my Facebook page a early early show from my cable days with Stan, and it's wow. something to behold. It really there's a magic there. That's fantastic. Greg likes to ask this question near well, the then Greg end. should have been here he should have been here but you know if Threw I don't him and his questions if I don't see his name he's not gonna he's not gonna edit and master this conversation so I've, I've got to sort of all right what's know, the question the question is what bands are you listening to these days um I'm listening to independence pretty much okay because you know it's I did uh z1035 a radio station in Toronto I co-hosted their uh, morning show for December and did their count annual countdown of the top songs. And I found, I don't know, 60% of the top songs were by DJs. And that's right. Yeah. Rather than singers and musicians. Yeah. Like, okay. DJs are artists yes. in the musical field, but they're not musicians. They're, huh. they play a laptop, you know, it's <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, so I like musician musicians. Uh, Bad holiday is a good band. Yeah. Uh, Major Funk, I like. Okay. Um, the Mighty, what's her name? Mighty Aphrodite, I believe is her name. I'm trying to remember some. Of it. I remember I, I get a lot of videos across, yeah. and people across my, my plate. Uh, yeah. The Town Heroes from out okay. west uh, are really good. There's an artist, uh, Nicole Ariana, who's, who's really good. Okay. Um, and uh, I know I'm leaving out some others, but there's, let me check out New Music now. If you go to newmusicnation.ca, you can still find the stuff there, the music there. Um, there are so many great uh, talents. Uh, great, there's great uh, punk bands, great rock bands. Uh, I even there's even uh, some country acts that I like. Okay. Um, so uh, so check them out. There's there, there's a diversity because in the days of much music, we used to play. We didn't play videos in packs like this is the hip hop pack. This is the rock pack. We used to blend it. So that you would find it was everything. Music. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you would days. find music you would never otherwise have found if we stuck only to the genre genre that you uh, liked, and yeah. that's what we do on New Music Nation. We show you a, a bunch of music because when you're on Spotify or whatever, the algorithm only recommends music that is similar to what you've already watched or listened to. Yeah. So it doesn't introduce you to anything new, and I know people out there they want to discover new music. So that is part of the, the, the plan of newmusicnation.ca slash newmusicnow.ca. Awesome. Newmusicnation.ca is the website. Coming to Roku and coming online soon is newmusicnow. That's right. Dot .ca. And um, Ed, uh, I, remember you, I remember watching you uh, when I had to sneak downstairs to watch late night TV. Uh, oh, did it, I help you get through puberty like so many others? You, you, you and Letterman. 
Letterman helped you get through puberty? He didn't yeah. have a hot tub with beautiful women in it. <laughs> <laughs> he he gave me my 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 sensibility and and you showed me things that I, I didn't think existed. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were for, we were the forbidden fruit, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ed, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I should mention Twitter yes. at Ed the Sock. Twitter at the Sock. Facebook, Ed the Sock Official. Um, Instagram and TikTok, Ed underscore the underscore sock. Appreciate it. Tell Ed. Greg, tell Greg I'm not impressed. Uh, well, Greg, Greg, we might we might have to replace him. You're gonna have to you have to you're gonna have to tell me some co-hosts. Oh that, yeah, I'm uh, good. I, I got people for you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. See you later, my friend. Take Have care, Ed. Bye bye for now. Ciao. Bye.